0: It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm starving. On the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast presented by DraftKings. We love those guys. That's the only place you should play DFS. They are amazing or bet on the DK Sportsbook app. I'm Ross Tucker, you know that. Former offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Absolutely love every aspect of football. The games themselves, the narratives, the discussions, fantasy, betting, everything around it, uh, I'm a big fan of. Uh, Called the game on Wednesday night, Bowling Green, Toledo. I will be at the Ravens, Dolphins tonight, so if you're driving around, Listen to your boy with Ian Eagle calling the game. Should be an absolute blast. This is the show that's so nice. We do it twice. You know who the star is. Joe Dolan from FantasyPoints.com fame. You need to go ahead and use the code 21FEAST over there. Joe is one of like 20 dudes they have that are all like Joe. I mean, they're they're all legitimate studs over there. It's like they've got the dream team at FantasyPoints.com. Use the code 21 fees check him out on social at fg underscore dolan he is the fantasy gangster i'm at ross tucker nfl we're at ross tucker pod and remember you can always watch the show youtube.com slash ross tucker nfl we already did episode one that was the thursday nighter and all the sunday one o'clock games here in episode two joe let's get to the sunday late games vikings chargers feels like a pretty good fantasy matchup oh yeah Uh, Justin Herbert rebounded
1: last week against the Eagles and, you know, he showed you some of that just ridiculous arm talent that he has. Um, But Ross, uh, we'll talk about this when we talk about the Eagles. The Eagles defense is just hilariously easy to play against, like just in terms of scheme. I don't even think in terms of personnel, but just in terms of scheme, it's a hilariously easy defense to play against. So I wouldn't think that, you know, Justin Herbert's going to have as much well as much ease this week as he did last week. He still might get a lot of numbers against the Vikings. And these are two of the simplest teams for fantasy to break down, except the Chargers have thrown in one wrinkle. Their tight ends combined for 11 catches and two touchdowns against the Eagles last week. And neither of the two touchdowns was scored by Jared Cook. Donald Parham got one, and Steven Anderson got one. Um, I I just wonder how much of that was a function of the matchup against the Eagles who are just willing to give you four-yard completions and and move the chains anytime you want to. Um, Obviously, Keenan Allen had a big game. One guy I might consider buying low on for the Chargers is Mike Williams. He didn't look limited to me. He's just the guy. The Eagles are so uh, obsessed with not giving up big plays that, you know, Darius Slay was in coverage with Mike Williams and basically shut him down. Why would Justin Herbert risk it all that much when Keenan Allen and his tight ends are running wide-ass open? But you know the Chargers. Herbert's always in play. Um, you've got Austin Eckler in the backfield, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. The problem is if you want to stream one of these tight ends, you might have to get lucky with the touchdown because they now are in a three-man rotation.
0: As for the Vikings? Uh, I mean,
1: they're the same thing. I mean, well, look. We have the allegations this week, the dueling lawsuits between Dalvin Cook and an ex-girlfriend. They're each suing each other. Again, this is the dirtiest, smelliest, grossest part of talking about fake football. Is things like this. Things like domestic violence end up having to creep into our conversation, which which is so trivial in the long run. Um, As of right now, I just saw the report. Dalvin Cook has not been charged with anything. Therefore, he is eligible to play this weekend. Um, this is obviously a story that has a ton of layers, and I'm not going to speculate on it. But for right now, Dalvin Cook's eligible to play. If he doesn't play, Alexander Madison's the guy. That's, that's how it's been all season long. That's how it's been in the past. That's how it is this, uh, today. Now, in a game in which 65 combined points are scored, I don't know how Justin Jefferson only gets five targets. Adam Thielen actually got seven, even though he only caught two of them. But it was just a bad performance by the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they gained 13 first downs to 36 for the Baltimore Ravens in that game. Somehow got, got it to overtime because the Ravens completely outplayed them. But I do anticipate a bounce-back game here against a Charger defense that has a lot of injuries on the back end. This is a Thielen spot. It's a, it's a dig. Uh, uh, excuse me used to be a dick spot. It's a Justin Jefferson spot. And then, of course, I told you about the backfield. If Cook goes, it's Cook. If he doesn't go, it's Madison.
0: The next late game, Joe, that we'll dive into is Carolina. Looks like P.J. Walker gets the start against the Arizona Cardinals. I haven't seen – we're recording this Wednesday. I haven't seen a whole lot about Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. We do know no Chase Edmonds, though.
1: Yeah, um, it's – Arizona doesn't practice until we're recording this Wednesday and we're recording this in the, in the morning. Um, Arizona is not going to practice till this afternoon. So we'll learn about Kyler Murray and, uh, Deandre Hopkins. Now Cliff Kingsbury might be sitting there and saying as the favorite for the NFL coach of the year, this is why we have a professional backup quarterback because Colt McCoy came in and played really well without his number one receiver with his top running back, getting hurt. Although you might make an argument, James Conner's the top running back and, He got us a win. The Rams were a surprise victim of a loss on Sunday night. We're playing P.J. Walker. Do we give Kyler Murray a little bit more time to get ready here? So I'm just speculating. Um, But, I mean, look, they're going against P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker is 3 of 15 passing this year. P.J. Walker is 35 of 71 in his career passing. That's 49.3%. I mean, I'm done with Sam Darnold, but the small sample evidence on PJ Walker is he's not very good. He's probably going to be out there running around. They should just dump it off to Christian McCaffrey on every play. Um, but this is obviously bad news for DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson, oh my Lord, it's over for him. Um, it's McCaffrey or bust for me for Carolina, and maybe DJ Moore if I'm super desperate. For Arizona, James Connors in your lineup. Um Rondale Moore played a season-high snap. James
0: Conner's a league winner.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, I was not in on James Conner. I was not in on him. You know, I just thought, like, I didn't think he looked great last year. Well, the part-time role has revitalized him. And I wonder if they're going to mix in Eno Benjamin just to say, hey, look, you know, James, you've been great for us, but we want to keep you fresh. Eno Benjamin had that r- touchdown run where he trucked a, a 49er defender last week. I wouldn't be yeah, shocked that if they – was amazing. It was great. I wouldn't be shocked if they mix him in. But um, look, Christian Kirk had a nice game with uh, with uh, Colt McCoy at quarterback. AJ Green should be back from the COVID list this week. Um, Ross, I know you're a big Antoine Wesley guy. He had three catches for 62 yards. Nice um, yeah, um, yeah. But, but I mean, for the Cardinals, I'm just rambling on here because the important thing is what's the status of Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins.
0: Um. Carolina, you talked about McCaffrey Arizona. and DJ
1: Moore and I'm struggling with Moore.
0: All right, how about the Eagles and the Broncos, Joe? So, I have like a weird hunch this
1: week that the Eagles after their you know, they overcorrected their terrible completion woes issues against Jared Goff and then they undercorrected again. Oh god, big scary Justin Herbert better leave everything in the underneath area. Well, guess what happens? For the second Ross, you've got to hear these stats to believe them. For the second time this year, the Eagles did not force a team to punt. They've played 9 games. For the second time this year they did not force a team to punt. They didn't touch Justin Herbert. No turnovers, no 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 sacks. Don't you think maybe you might try to do something a little different? The Eagles Listen to this, and I can't take credit for this. Ruben Frank of NBC Sports Philadelphia has been on about this uh, for weeks. Tim McManus has been on about this for weeks. But listen to this stat. The Philadelphia Eagles, in five games this year, this is from Tim McManus, have allowed a quarterback to attempt 25 passes and complete more than 80% of them. That's in five of nine games this year. In the last 70 seasons heading into this year, they allow that to happen six times total. Their defense is abominable. And I don't think it's a personnel issue. I really don't. I think it's a scheme issue. Because ultimately, I think Darius Slay is playing pretty well. Now, he's dinged up, so that's important to note if you have Cortland Sutton. But Jonathan Gannon has got to get his head out of his you-know-what And he's got to start bringing some pressure and play some more press man. Now, I think they'll do that against Teddy this week. I have a funny feeling that they're going to play pretty well on defense this week. That is just a gut feeling. But if you want to play Teddy, the numbers are there for you. The numbers are there for you. I mean, just they are what they are. Um, The one thing the Eagles have done well, especially if Slay can play, if not all bets are off, the one thing they have done well is number one receivers on the perimeter. Darius Slay's done a good job on them. This is more of a Jerry Judy and a tight ends game for me from the Broncos perspective. Uh, I think Judy's look good in the, uh, in the games, by the way, that Jerry Judy has been active this year. Cortland Sutton has finished as the wide receiver, 100, the wide receiver, 64 and the wide receiver, 65. So this isn't even just a Darius Slay issue. It's kind of, he's been inconsistent when Jerry Judy has been active. So, keep keeping that in mind for the Broncos passing game. But the Eagles have to do something different because what they are doing, they're just giving up their roster that's Chinese water torture. Would you rather be guillotined or would you rather be Chinese water tortured to death? I'd want it over quickly if I were if I were me. but you know, that's 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 me. That's not Jonathan Gannon.
0: Before we get to the Eagles offense, Joe, overcoming the odds, rewriting the playbook, delivering under pressure, the MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business and help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, a network working for everyone. Um all right, Joe, what about the Eagles on offense?
1: Well, I actually think this is a game where Jalen Hurts might get it done through the air a little bit more now. The run game's been working for them. Um, and over the last three, two games, Jalen Hurts has only had to throw 31 passes. And one of the reasons was Detroit offered no resistance whatsoever, so the Eagles didn't have to throw the ball because they were just running it down their throats and Detroit wasn't moving the ball. Then the Chargers in week Uh, Nine offered too much resistance. As I said, they were going on long drives. They never punted. So the Eagles didn't get to run all that many plays. Um, The Broncos have a better run defense than a pass defense. I actually think this is a good week for Hurts and Devontae Smith, who, by the way, with Devontae Smith, that guy gets wide ass open on every play. Every play. I mean, he's just – Ross, he's one of those guys, when you see Hertz throw the ball down the field and Devontae Smith catches it, there's like a five-yard halo around the guy. Like, I mean – it's unbelievable I mean you saw him in person I haven't seen him in person yet um, from the press box I mean he just knows how to get open
0: yeah he, he some guys have a natural feel for it and he does I forgot to mention by the way Joe when we were talking mm-hmm. about the Arizona Cardinals our, about my boy James Connor he is week nine's performance of the week for the Picardi spiced rum. DraftKings Performance of the Week presented by Bacardi Spice Drum. He had 40.3 fantasy points last week, 21 attempts, 96 yards, and two touchdowns rushing. Then he had five catches, 77 yards, and a touchdown receiving on five targets as they won 31-17. I know we touched on the Cardinals earlier, Joe. I just have to say this he looks way faster than he did in Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't know what he did or whatever, but Connor, I mean, that's why he's the DraftKings Performance of the Week, presented by Bacardi Spice Rum. Maybe he's been drinking a lot of Bacardi Spice Rum (laughs) and keeping his weight down. I don't know.
1: Oh, well, you know, Ross, if that that diet plan works, I'll get on it. Uh, Reach out to me after the show.
0: (laughs) Uh, But, no, he's been – he definitely, definitely looks faster. Speaking of that, what about the tight ends and running backs – For the Eagles. Well, they just signed Howard just signing the active roster. Right. Not that we we didn't know that.
1: They couldn't – what they couldn't do is elevate him from the practice squad again. So they had to – they needed to make a procedural move to get him on the active roster. He looks really good. You know, Boston Scott looks solid. But Jordan Howard's done something that the Eagles now – play calling was an issue. But early in the season, just going forward. And he's looked good doing it. I just think this is a better uh, matchup for the passing game. I do think they'll come out and run it. If, if, if they run it, Jordan Howard's my favorite guy here, just because he's been the most effective the last couple of weeks. Boston Scott obviously can mix in as well, but I think it's a Devonte Smith and Dallas Goddard game. I think you know uh, early in that game against the, the Chargers, Jalen Hurts missed Dallas Goddard for a potential touchdown. That's another guy who's getting open, um, but he uh, but it was a uh, De- uh, Devonte Smith who was the apple of Jalen Hurts's eye uh, in uh, last week's
0: game. Okay, next game up. This is an interesting one, Seattle and Green Bay, Joe, and we believe Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. We believe now. Aaron Rodgers did say on the Pat, I-
1: I've-, I've had my fill of the Pat McAfee show, Ross. I'll tell you that much. Uh, he said that uh, he is, uh, he is. Uh, there's a small possibility he doesn't play. That was misconstrued. There was a couple of reports yesterday that said, or, or Tuesday rather, that said, oh, Aaron Rodgers says there's a small possibility he does play. No, there, he said there's a small possibility he doesn't. And we're recording this on Wednesday at 1130 a.m. There's also a possibility, Ross, by the time you listen to this, the Packers have a new wide receiver on their team, Odell Beckham Jr. The Seahawks were apparently in the mix too, um, but Diana Rossini reported on Wednesday that it was the Packers, the Chiefs, and the Saints I'm sure one of those teams, by the time you listen to this, has Odell Beckham, and then we'll, we'll we'll reevaluate from there. But if Aaron, look, if Aaron Rodgers played last week, the Packers were blowing the Chiefs off the field. I mean that 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 that's long and the short of it. Uh, Devontae Adams, uh, everything's looking up for him. If Aaron Rodgers is back, um, Aaron Jones has not been as good as we'd like. Of course, you know in that game with Jordan Love, there wasn't a ton of opportunity for Aaron Jones to be particularly good. A.J. Dillon, four catches for 44 yards. Maybe not. You didn't expect him to do that with Aaron Jones not getting any catches, but I still think Jones is the guy I prefer if Aaron Rodgers is back. Um, Otherwise, unless Odell Beckham signs here, pretty cut and dry team.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Um, As for Green Bay.
1: Um, Well, you mean Seahawks. Um, Seahawks, I'm sorry. Yeah, Russell Wilson's back. Russell Wilson throws the ball to D.K. Metcalf. Russell Wilson throws the ball to Tyler Lockett. That's what we like about Russell Wilson, and he does it better than Geno Smith does. Keep an eye on the status of Chris Carson. Again, this is Wednesday a.m., but it looks like he could get back on the practice field this week, which is a good sign. He's got the neck. He's got the back. It's never want to hear that. um, Potentially a long-term thing. But if he gets back, he's instantly going to be the lead back here for Seattle. Again, a very simple and narrow fantasy team in a game where there could be a lot of points scored.
0: Sunday night football. It's the Chiefs against Deshaun Jackson and the Raiders. Um,
1: Deshaun Jackson, obviously, will be playing the Henry Ruggs role. Um, uh, I don't think we need to rehash that unbelievable tragedy. Um Zay Jones was a full time player in the first game without um, Deshaun Jackson. Zay Jones and Brian Edwards uh, led the team in routes run with 47. However, they combined for one catch for 20 yards. So I don't, Derek Cardin doesn't throw the ball to Brian. Ever- I can't play Brian Edwards right now. You know, I know people are like, oh, you know, rugs, like people's first instinct is to ask about fantasy after that. Thanks, guys. Um, but Brian Edwards didn't catch a ball. Darren Waller. Led the Raiders in receiving for the first time since week one in week nine. You would have to think his role is going to be so important. Derek Carr was just a check down master last week against the New York Giants in the loss um, with no real downfield threat. Listen to this. 11, 19, 28, 31, 35, 38 of Derek Carr's 46 pass attempts were targeted to either tight ends, running backs, or Hunter Renfro. That's a lot of short area passing for Derek Carr. Now, obviously, the Raiders hope Deshaun Jackson increases that, but I think this is a spot where they're going to run the ball. Darren Waller, Renfro are going to be important. Josh Jacobs looks good to me. And ever since John Gruden got canned, I tell you what, Kenyon Drake looks pretty good, too. How about Kenyon Drake with a surprise uh, 100 yards from scrimmage and six catches in that game? So he's somebody you can mix in as a flex now.
0: Yeah, it certainly seems that way. Um, speaking of mixing in, with the free fix finder service at AutoZone, you can troubleshoot more dashboard lights, including your check engine light, ABS light, and service interval light. The free fix finder will give you possible solutions for your lights, all backed by verified technicians. It'll even send you your full result in a detailed fix finder report straight to your email. So you have all the information you need to take on the fix. And if you need a bit of help from a repair shop, AutoZone will even refer you to a nearby shop that you can trust. It's the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes and you can only find it at AutoZone. So next time your dashboard lights pay you a visit, just get in the zone, AutoZone. All right, Joe, who's getting in the zone for the Chiefs? Nobody.
1: Oh, my God, this team's bad right now. Uh, Earlier in the season, Ross, we were saying, oh, we're grading the Chiefs on a curve, you know, because, oh, we're so used to them being dominant. Then now they're just kind of flat bad. I mean, if Jordan Love doesn't look lost in his first career start, Steve Spagnuolo, by the way, blitzed them on over half the dropbacks. Yikes! Um, if he doesn't look lost, they get blown out in that game. Um, Patrick Mahomes' numbers are tragic right now. Listen to this: over his last three games, Patrick Mahomes has completed fifty-seven point five percent of his throws for five point four yards per attempt. That is awful. Forty-seven percent of Mahomes' throws over ten air yards have been on target over that span. That is the worst in the NFL. So we're beyond saying we're grading Patrick Mahomes on a curve. We can grade Patrick Mahomes just like any other NFL quarterback, and it's bad right now. It's really bad. Now, this is one of the teams that could sign Odell Beckham. Maybe those things help, but the offensive line isn't helping right now. The run game is just functional. Darrell Williams is averaging 19 touches since Clyde Edwards-Alaire went down, but he's averaging just 3.4 yards per carry. Um, I I mean, I don't know what else you do. If you drafted Mahomes, if you drafted Hill, if you drafted Kelsey, you drafted these guys to start them every week. But this is painful right now. This team is like pulling teeth. It is not a good football team.
0: No, it's been brutal. Um, It was actually pretty brutal, though, Sunday night for the Rams, Joe. Mm -hmm. They take on the San Francisco 49ers Monday night. Their O-line got worked by the Titans' D-line.
1: Yeah, and I think the 49ers can do that too. Um, But the 49ers, uh, I would think uh, Matthew Stafford is going to look at this and say we're coming off a bad game and we're playing a team that just lost to Colt McCoy. We can get right in this spot. And, look, even with the Rams stinking it up, Stafford's still through for 294. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Uh, had over 90 yards receiving. Tyler Higby got over 10 fantasy points for the first time in forever. Um, but there are a couple things to watch here. Number one, Stafford's got the ankle. He's got the back. He's, he's, he's still dealing with, what, the hand. So he's a little banged up right now. Maybe that can explain some of the – not the some of the bad decisions he made. He had a Wentzian interception for the pick six. But, um, he, you know, maybe he's off a little bit. But for the Rams, from a fantasy standpoint, the one thing they have done is they have completely just removed any rotational element out of this offense. Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, and Robert Woods are basically 100% of the time players. Like, they play 11 personnel, and they play it on almost every snap. Tyler Higby's the tight end on almost all of those snaps. So you know who's going to be out there for the Rams. Just keep an eye on the backfield. Daryl Henderson got dinged up a little bit. Sony Michelle worked in. Um, I think what Sonny Michelle has shown is he's one of the primo handcuffs in the NFL. Daryl Henderson's been banged up a couple of times this year. If he misses time, Sonny Michelle inherits that full backfield.
0: Been pretty disappointed in the Niners, Joe, on the other side.
1: At what point do they decide to go to Trey Lance is the question. And obviously they're going to give this game to Jimmy G. Um, But if they lose this game, when do you take a look at Lance? And, that starts to really make things problematic from a fantasy standpoint, especially for somebody like Debo Samuel, who's been phenomenal. Um, Debo Samuel now has competition for targets because Brandon Ayukes crawled his way out of the doghouse and George Kittle came back and looked great. Goes for over a hundred yards and a touchdown. So all of those guys are in play. You're obviously playing Debo and I can't imagine you're in a spot where you can't play uh, K- uh, Kittle. Um Brandon Ayuk's now in the wide receiver three conversation. But the problem is, if Trey Lance takes over, the passing game volume goes down and the run game volume goes up. So I think the arrow's pointing up on Elijah Mitchell right now, who made it through that game last week despite the rib injury. And if it just – you needed any more proof of how far buried Trey Sermon is, they made him a healthy scratch, and Jeff Wilson didn't even play a snap despite being healthy. I hope Trey Sermon is mining some precious metals in the center of the earth right now, Ross, because he is buried. Elijah Mitchell <laughs> is the guy in that backfield. Uh, I, and for fantasy players, if you need a quarterback, might be time to pick up Trey Lance. Just throwing that out there.
0: I thought you were going to say something about, like – uh Bitcoin or something. No.
1: no, <laughs> no, he's no uh, maybe there is Bitcoin in the center of the earth. I don't know where it comes from. So,
0: <laughs> Hey, uh, check him out on social. At FG underscore Dolan. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. You can always check us out on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Great stuff this week, Joe. As always, fantasypoints.com is his website. 21 Feast is how you get that glorious discount. I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.